like the, the Lord is really like, he's, uh, I was trying to sound too, too bible He's trying to beckon people to come away with him. Um, right, he's calling and he's wooing you to come away with him. And things are trying to compete and distract for that. And it's not that it's works, but it is work to make sure that you spend time with him because he's wooing you to that place. It's not an accident that things are in direct opposition towards that because he knows that as you go be with him, then that's where fruit and change and transformation and what you need will actually come, right? It's not work for Adam to pick from the garden and eat of the trees that God provided, right? It's been provided for us. It's not work for us to reach out and take it. But we still have to make the conscious effort to go pursue what God has provided for us. So God is beckoning people. And it, it is sustenance to you. You cannot be sustained outside of that. Just know that. Say hi to somebody as you sit down. Thank our worship team, too. Does somebody have a, uh, a quick testimony from the Lord's table, whether it be last week or the couple weeks before, um, that they'd like to share just what the, Lord did, what the Lord did or what he's been doing in the Lord's table? Um, does anybody have one they want to share? Yeah, you have to on the microphone. Nobody can hear you, bro. You got to turn it on. You're an electrician. No, you're going to use it. Here, I'll turn it on. There's only three buttons. <laughs> we had an interpretation of tongues um, yeah. at uh, Michelle's house. I can't remember what it was. But, but it was good. It was really cool. Just set your face like flint. Yeah. And what, what verse was that? Pretty good. Old Testament. Isaiah chapter something like that, 37 or something, right? I thought you were, I thought you guys were eating like mac, <laughs> mac and cheese. <laughs> no, it's good. That's awesome. Um, anybody else? Yeah, Deborah does. She's right back there. <coughs> Jerry, what was the reference from the tongue and interpretation at your, your guys' gathering? Isaiah chapter 30, what? What was it? Isaiah 37? Isaiah 50. See? Isaiah 50, verse 6. Go ahead, Deborah. Um, this was a couple months ago. Lily had a word of just 
that there was like a field and God was pulling out the tree of all the old roots and he wanted to plant a new tree there of just your identity. And that really resonated with me. And like people gathered around those that it resonated with and prayed for. Just over the next month, I just every day asked God for a new, basically a new root, like how does he see me? And so it's yeah. just been really sweet over the time of just every day getting a new word and just write it down. So at this point, I've got a big collection of words of how he sees me. And okay. it's just been really good. Thank you, Jesus. And I can attest to that, too. <laughs> That's awesome to see what that word did to um, Deborah. So just be obedient to what the Lord is saying yeah. is what I am my take on it. <laughs> so don't talk in the microphone without my permission, Tim. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but like that's why, that's why the Lord's table, like that's why we felt so strong to do it. Is it's like there is <clears throat> a spiritual. Each of us have been given the Spirit of God, and each of us have a gift to bless the body with, um, and then we receive gifts from the Spirit for the body, as He wills. And for us to make sure that there's opportunity and time for Lily to share a word for Deborah, for somebody to have a tongue and interpretation, like, like if we're just honest, like we can't do it in this setting right now. Like if, 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 every, if we believe that everybody has a supernatural gift from the Spirit of God on the inside of them for the body, then we need to make sure that we value that gift and make sure that we create a space where they can use and flow in the gifts, right? Like in our, our Lord's Table Sunday, we just... We didn't even share anything. We just prayed, had somebody on piano, and we just prayed what people felt. We asked people to ask the Lord for what, what we should pray for. We read scripture. People shared words. I mean, it was like there was all these different, like, popcorn of just the gifts of the Spirit. And it's like that is a huge, um, it's a huge, like, value so that we need to make sure that we create the space for that value, right? Like, it's even in the, even in the large gathering, like, it's not easy just to, to just jump around and grab people and say, hey, you, sh you got something you should share. Hey, somebody come. It's, it doesn't look nice and clean, but it's super beneficial. Like, I'm not about clean, right? In the proverb, it says, where, the, where there is no oxen, the crib is clean, but great strength comes from, or much increase comes from the ox, right? Is that how it goes? But it's like, where there is no oxen, everything looks super nice and tidy, right? Everything's clean, but you don't have any strength because strength comes from the ox. So if you're going to have opportunity for people to flow in the spirit and opportunity for people to use their gifts, there might be some mess up that we have to clean up. And it might not look super nice and pretty, but it's really good that Deborah can sit and hear the Lord for the next couple months because Lily shared something in the middle of service, right? So I'd rather, I would rather do that than everything look nice and pretty, right? That's why, like, <clears throat> we value the Holy Spirit in Jesus' church. It's not that we're against other things. We just value something more. So it's like we're going to create, when, we, when you have a value, you create a culture around that value, right? So we value the Holy Spirit. So we're gonna, and we value the gift of the Holy Spirit in each believer, not just me with the microphone. So we're going to make sure that we create that space. So that's why we, that's why we value and, and um, prioritize the Lord's table, right? So if you're not in a, in a Lord's table uh, gathering, then on our website we have like a form. Just go on there and then put it in so that the, we can place you in a, in a house and the leader can reach out to you. Um, yeah, so next Sunday, I think, yeah, is our Christmas, we'll do Christmas uh, service. Um, I'm totally not that guy. Like, I just, I haven't even been here for the last two Christmases, and I let Tyler preach. 
in the last two Easter's. Was I here for last Easter? Yeah, see, I let Tyler preach Easter, because I preach Easter every week. Um, <laughs> but it's true, like, I'm just not, like, people plan Christmas for six months, and I just don't do that. Um, not that I'm against it, I'm all for Christmas, I love it, but uh, anyways, we do, we're going to do Christmas service next week, um, the 24th, we do not have service, so Christmas Eve, we won't have any service, um, there's nothing going on at the church, if you guys want to hang out and have a party, you're welcome to, um, but I'm going to be in Colorado, so, and that's not why we're not having a service, we're just not going to have a service, so, um, any questions on that? No service at all on the 24th. Is that cool? Everybody, pretty much everyone's going to be gone. Like, Jared's going to, oh, no, you're going to be in Colorado, too. So we have people all over the place. So um, so no service the 24th. Christmas service is next um, Sunday, the 17th. Cool? Are you asking me a question? Is it, is it? Oh, announce it. Okay, you're asking me like, I'm like, I don't know. Um, yeah, women's, okay, women's dinner is Friday, uh, 6.30. Yep, this Friday, the 16th, the 15th, this Friday, this Friday. And 6.30, it'll be here if you're a woman, um, as designed by God at birth. Uh, you're welcome to come and... Um, yeah, bring a dish to pass. It'll be good. They meet in the basement, so it's fun. Um, we, I haven't been there, and I hear it's fun, you know. <clears throat> um, yeah, is Simon Bailey here? Where are they at? Simon, is Bailey there? Grab him. <laughs> Come up here for me, will you? So Simon and Bailey, I, mean, I didn't tell them this. Um, so Simon is actually leaving his job in a couple weeks to manage dwelling. So we're in the construction phase, and, I mean, we're kind of rocking and rolling, but Simon is actually, him and Bailey have prayed about it, and they feel like they're supposed to step out of his position so that he can step into dwelling and also do more for the church in just shepherding and, and pastoring people. Um, Simon's one of our elders, and we just we want to honor them for their faith and honor them for believing and trusting God and stepping out for what they, what they believe that God has actually placed on Simon. I didn't tell Simon this for a while. I didn't tell him about this, but I didn't tell him this for a while. I remember, um, I want to say it was 2020. I'm sure it was before we even, it was at the very beginning of Jesus Church. We would sit down, me and Simon, we were sitting down for coffee. We were in Blue Owl in East Lansing. And um, he was telling me about like, you're like pretty much your 12 year plan is what you were doing. And he's going through all this stuff and about like, I'm going to we're going to have this and then we'll have these bits. Like I'm going to do this business. And once we get out of this, he's like telling me this whole thing. And I felt in my heart the Lord say that Simon's going to be in full-time ministry. And I'm like, okay. And I didn't say anything to him. Did I ever tell you that? Until recently, right? Once he, once he kind of had mentioned that he wanted to, to manage dwelling, 
and then step more into so that he can do more pastoring. That was his main heart. And it's like, he doesn't, he's a shepherd in this house and he's an elder in this house, but doesn't have the entirety of the freedom that he wants to because of his job. And he's just like, that's his main reason for why he wants to manage dwelling and be a part. It's like, I can be a part of what the Lord is doing and I get to have more time to where I can, I can pastor and shepherd people like I want to. Um, and it's just cool that like, <clears throat> you know, three years later, it's like a confirmation and a fulfillment of the word of what the Lord said that like he was going to be in full-time ministry. Like, and, and granted, we're all in full-time ministry and I understand that, but it's like he's dedicating his heart and his time and his finances to be in full-time ministry. And it's like, that's a huge sacrifice for them. Like, and we just want to honor them because like, that's awesome. So we're going we're gonna to pray for him. So you guys give him a hand. <clears throat> All right, so anybody who wants to pray for him, you can come up and lay hands on him. Um, I believe you're going to share some things with him. Yeah, the whole church gets it. <laughs> if you want to sit in your pew, that's perfectly fine too. Just reach your hand out like good charismatic people do. <clears throat> problem with what? No, I'm cool with everyone coming up here. So just begin to pray over them, pray in the spirit over them, ask the Lord for some words and I'll just lead us. Father, we thank you for Simon and Bailey. Father, we thank you for their diligence. We thank you for their humility. We thank you for their faithfulness, Father, when no one was watching. We thank you that they've positioned themselves in humility before you in the secret place, Father. And we're thankful that when you, when someone humbles themselves before you, Lord, that you raise them up in due time. And Father, we just thank you that we just recognize the calling and the gifting on their lives, Father. And we thank you for just a greater increase in the, the heart of a pastor, the heart of a, of a shepherd, Lord, that it's actually going to be able to flow because they're positioning themselves to be able to do it what, more and more efficiently. So, Father, we just thank you for what you're doing in their life, and we thank you, Father, for increase. Yeah, Father, we just thank you for this. This, this will be a season of increase. That, Father, it, it actually will be a season of increase. Yeah, Father, it's not what he's, it's not what he's giving up. It's not what they're giving up, but, Father, but it's what they're gaining. In Jesus' name, amen. That's good. Yeah, I will. So, if you guys, if you guys have anything for Simon and Bailey, um, if you felt like anything for them, share it with them, text it to them, write it down so that they have it. Um, for those of you who don't know, dwelling is... Uh, our coffee shop that we're starting. We have a, a building in downtown DeWitt that we're renovating right now. Um, we're going to run it as a nonprofit um, under Jesus Church, which, like, for example, any tips or profit that we make from the coffee shop will actually go back into the, into the DeWitt and the surrounding areas in four key areas, which are family, um, education, health and wellness, and arts and culture. Um, and that's just, so like, for example, let's say that there's a, like this building out here, 
is ministry called Love Indeed, which is a foster care ministry that outfits foster parents with necessary supplies for what they need. Like if you're a foster mom and dad that get a three-month-old, right, you can come to them and they can say, all right, here's, you know, everything that you need to take care of a three-month-old because I'm sure your kids are, you know, 16, 17, you probably haven't even thought about a crib, you know. So they, they actually have that building. That's not any of us. That's not us at all. Um, we just let them use the property to build it. Uh, so <clears throat> that would be a ministry that falls under the family that's actually building and strengthening families in this area, right? So that would be, you know, quarter number one, we could support uh, love indeed with X amount of dollars of what we raise in our profit and our tips from dwelling while cr also creating a place for, for community in downtown DeWitt. Um, and then we're just going to continue to do that every month or quarter, however we decide to do that. But um, yeah, it's going to be pretty cool. We, uh, we're still in the fundraising stage of it. Like, I mean, we're going with business or building and, and renovation and stuff. Um, but yeah, so if you ever want to be a part of it and give to it, you're we got some shirts and stuff like that, but you can give on the website too. Um, oh, coffee mugs too, Simon got. So, um, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be super fruitful. So, um, I encourage you guys to be a part of it if you if you haven't give to it. And I'm not even a guy usually that ask, that asks for giving, but I think it's gonna be super fruitful for what the Lord wants to do and do it. Um, I love that we're gonna put people like Simon and people that um, love Jesus and just put them in contact with people every single day. And I just I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the, the kingdom of God is like leaven, because Jesus said it, um, that if you need it into dough, into society, that it's actually going to leaven the entire lump without people even recognizing it. So it's like we believe that we have leaven, and we're going to knead it into the dough of society, and we just believe that just by close contact, people are going to encounter Jesus, and people are going to encounter his love and encounter his grace just because they talk to somebody that's filled with him, right, that has love in their eyes and and has his heart for, for them and for that city. So we've done a ton of praying about it. We've done a ton of pursuit about it, and it's been, it's been super cool. So, um, yeah, so we're at the, we got everything tore up right now. We got the subfloor pretty much ripped up because there was a big mold leak, so, or a big water leak, so that's awesome. Um, and then we'll be kind of building, I almost said build back better, but we're building back. <laughs> we're building back. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> so look at First Corinthians chapter fourteen. <coughs> Is there any questions about dwelling before we move on? Yeah. Yeah. Our projected open date is like the end of February. So um, that's if everything goes smoothly, which doesn't usually happen. But um, we're here, and we believe. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Probably the end of February, somewhere right there. Um, just depends on a lot of things, you know, the stars aligning. So um, any other questions? All right. So I'm going to rock with the whiteboard today to help us out. I've been wanting to um, finish what we've been talking about with praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, the gifts, the gift of our personal prayer language and the gift of tongues, the, separ the separation between the two so that we can move on to something 
um, that I feel like the Lord wants us to share on, but I've been trying to for the last month, and the Lord keeps showing up and messing it all up. I was supposed to preach on it the week where we just worship the whole time, and I'm like, Simon like is up here, he's like, looks at me, I'm like, bro, I don't know what to do, so I'm just not going to do anything. We're just going to sit here in quiet and silence. Um, so yeah, there is a, I feel like we, we really need to understand and we need to settle in our hearts that, how do I say this, the, there's just so much going through my head. But look at verse 1, and then I know we read a lot of these, but I kind of want to just nail down some stuff. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 1, it says, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. <clears throat> For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Okay? So when you pray in the Spirit, um, if I don't spell mysteries right, I know I just get super self-conscious when I'm up here. Speak mysteries. Okay. Um, when we pray in tongues, we pray the mysteries of God. Our spirit man prays, but our understanding is unfruitful. We'll talk about that in, in verse 12 when we get to it. I want us to see that tongues is a gift to the body of Christ and a gift to, it's a gift to the body and it's a gift to the, to the individual to have intimacy and relationship with the Lord. That if we neglect, I'm about to write down a bunch of things that tongues actually opens us up to. And gives us that if we neglect that, we're actually going to neglect a lot of things that the Lord wants for us. Does that make sense? Okay. So he who prays in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. Right? So when, when Nathaniel and Nathaniel both come up here and they have... They have a prophetic word. They have a prophecy, however you want to slice it. They're actually speaking things that are edifying and building us up, right? They're edifying our hearts, and they're actually building us up in, this, in, in, in faith in God and who we are in Christ. Would you agree with that? That's what prophecy is, because it's English, because you understand English, right? Praying in tongues, you're not speaking to men, but you're actually praying to God, and your spirit is actually edifying it yourself. Your spirit, the spirit of God on the inside of you, is actually building you up and edifying yourself. Jude chapter, um, yeah, I know why I said that. Jude chapter 1, it says, we can read it, but. Um, sorry. Um, Flip there really quick, and then we'll go come back. Keep your finger there. We're going to try to read scriptures. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up 
on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking unto the mercy and looking on looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God. So you're building yourself up in your most holy faith and you're keeping yourself in the love of God. That's why when you pray in the spirit, you actually begin to pray in the spirit. It actually starts to edify and build yourself up. You'll actually feel like when you, when you get done praying in the spirit, you'll actually feel more built up than when you started. That's not an accident, right? That's why when, when if somebody comes and they just pray over you and they just start sharing some things that the Lord is sharing over you, you actually feel built up. Right? And I'm not saying feeling, but like you feel settled in your heart and in your spirit. You feel encouraged and built up. Does, do you agree? It's the same way with praying in the spirit. Like if, if there's multiple times, I mean, I, I, I have no, no apologies for, for how much I love tongues. Absolutely not. I love every single bit of it. I pray in tongues all, all the time because I know that it's so, the picture I got <clears throat> is like you are actually, it's like a room that's like full of smoke. And when you feel like you're, like there's all these craziness going on, you can actually start to pray in the spirit and it's like the smoke, like God puts a fan in and blows the smoke out and it clears. Because it's something that you can actually use as a tool to actually stand against all the stuff that's coming at you. Does that make sense? All right, we're going to keep reading. I got some other stuff I want to get to, but. Verse four, it says, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. But he who prophesies edifies the church, okay? So speaks mysteries, builds yourselves up, edifies yourself. Can someone look up edify? Someone got it? Is it? Instruct or improve? Is there any more? Instruct or improve morally or intellectually, right? So edifying, you're actually instructing and approving, improving, right? Building yourself up. So like all these words that the Lord is using when he's talking about praying in the spirit, it's actually, it's beneficial for you to actually pray in the spirit because you're going to be more built up. You're going to be more instructed. You're going to be more encouraged and you're actually going to be more understanding the mysteries of the Lord. Right? Plain and simple. Like if it's so funny because like Paul uses mysteries all the time in the scriptures. Like Jesus says, he's like, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. So God is not He's just mysterious. He works in mysterious ways. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> He does. Like He's mysteriously good. And um He He hides things in like, that's why he speaks in parables and prophecies and all these things is because he hides these things in relationship. But it's like he wants us to search out these mysteries. Like Paul says, he's like, the mystery of the gospel has been revealed. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. So it's like God hides these, hides these mysteries. And it's like no one knows the things that 
as God has prepared for those who love him, but he has revealed them to us by his spirit. I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 3 um, or 4, one of the two. Jared would know. What is it, Jared? That he's revealed them to us by his spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I think. Um, but it's so God actually has these things. Think about this. Has anybody ever wanted to understand or know righteousness or know the love of God or, or know grace or understand what you're reading more? Has anyone ever had that? You understand that God has given you the gift of praying in the spirit and praying in tongues to actually unlock that for you. Does that make sense? Like, plain and simple, in all practicality, if I don't know something, I'll just pray in, pray in the spirit over it. Like, I can't tell you the amount of times that nobody's here. I walk right through here all the time. I don't know why. I just like to pace. I can't sit down and pray, but I'll just walk right through here, and I'll just pray in tongues. And I'll let my mind think about what I'm talking, what I'm trying to figure out, and it'll just be like clarity will come and answers will come because I'm speaking mysteries and I'm praying the perfect will of God. Right? Look at Romans chapter 8 really quick. I'm trying to figure out what we should read. Probably verse 23 of Romans chapter 8. It says, not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit. What does it mean to have the first fruits of the Spirit? You ever thought about that? What's the first fruits of the Spirit? Mm -mm, that's, a good, that's a good guess, though. Um, it's an, I'm, not, I'm, not being, I'm not being critical about it. That's a good guess. So the first fruits of the Spirit is Paul's talking about the redemption of our body, that eventually when, we, when it's all said and done, we're going to receive the fullness of salvation to where we're never going to die. Does that make sense? But we've received the first fruits, which is the beginning. We actually received the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. That is the first fruits of salvation. That's why we can experience salvation. We can experience what is to come. That's why we can experience healing in our bodies. And healing in other people's bodies is because we have the first fruits, which are which is healing. Now we can still have sickness attack our body because we're going to die one day. We can have sickness attack our bodies, but the first fruits in us can actually trump what we're experiencing in our bodies, right? But eventually, one day, we're actually going to be changed, or we're going to die, and we're going to be raised, and you're actually going to become brand new. You're like you're going to receive the entirety of it, not just the first fruits. Does that make sense? So we receive the first fruits of the spirit. It's going to be a good day. Um, where it says, yeah, even our, we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body, right? So we receive the first fruits, but we still have groanings, right? When we, like, we're all going to die one day. We're all, like, when we get older, like, we have groanings because we're going to die one day because our bodies are not redeemed yet, but we will get an incorruptible body. I don't know how old we're going to be, though. I always think about that. Like, I don't know if it's just whatever you think is, like, the best years of your life. 33? Really? Michelle thinks 33. Wow, like, Jesus? That's a good idea. That's a, I, could, uh, I could get behind that. <laughs> um, huh? Right. I might not like 33. 
Yeah, I mean, you might have been like super fit at 32 and then just tanked at 33. You're like, I'll just go 32. Um, Gannon, can you make me a little less echoey? Um, okay, let's get back on it. For we were saved in this hope, verse 24, but hope that is seen is not hope. For why does one still hope for what he has see, or what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with perseverance. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. So you actually, when you pray in the Spirit, um, have a girl come up here and write this all right you pray the perfect will of God when you pray in the spirit you actually pray what you should pray is the best way to say that there's how many times have you guys been in a situation where you don't even know what's going on or what to pray right and you're like man I just feel like I need to pray and I feel like or it's really bad and I should pray but you have no idea how to actually go about the situation. It's like you can just pray in tongues and pray in the spirit and the spirit himself will actually make intercession for you. And he'll pray the perfect will of God from you because he knows the mind of the Lord. He knows the mind of the spirit. They're one. So he'll actually pray on your behalf. This is where, this is my personal opinion. I can't prove it in scripture, my personal opinion. So you can crucify me for it. This is why I think God opens a lot of doors in different places because of people's prayer. I believe that the Lord, he'll impress something on Jared to pray in the spirit. And Jared doesn't even know why. He'll just, I should pray in the spirit. And God is actually, because he's yielded to him. That's why some Muslim dude has a dream in the Middle East. Because Jared was yielded to him to pray. Because God can't do something without man's approval. Right? So he uses man and he uses their willingness that he opens the door to actually bring in the spirit of what he wants. Like I told you the example when I was in, <clears throat> I first started learning about praying in the spirit. I was hunting and my buddy was climbing a tree stand and I was in my tree stand and it was dark and the Lord's like, I want you to pray in the spirit. And I'm like, Lord, I don't even know if I can pray in the spirit. I told you, I thought I was making it all up, which I'm sure a lot of people have thought that. And I, he's like, just start praying. And I'm like, all right, Lord. And I just, in faith, I just started praying out loud. And my buddy said, I was climbing and I said, man, I should put my harness on before I take another step. Put his harness on and then his tree, like it broke from underneath him and it fell, it was a climber, but it fell out the bottom. And he hit his head on the tree, and then he hung there for a second. And he's like, dude, I would have, like, and I was, like, sitting there. I was like, holy cow. And he, like, I mean, I'm praying. He calls me. He's like, dude, I'm hanging. I need you to come get me. Like, I can't. My tree stand fell. I'm hanging from the tree. And I was like, praise God. Like, the Lord solidified. He's like, Dylan, like, I need you, like, I need you to pray what I want you to pray, but I don't know that. You understand? Like, I'm in that situation. I don't know what's going on. That's why, like, people that get woke up in the middle of the night and they just need to pray, they don't know what to pray, that's why you should pray in the spirit. It's like, just start praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, and you're like, all right, Lord, whatever it is that's going on, like, 
I just feel like I should pray for Simon. And you just like just begin to pray in the spirit over him. And you can be like, hey, man, what's going on? You, you won't realize that you're actually yielding to the Lord to do what he wants to do and pray what he wants to pray for that situation, right? Like, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Like, you think about it? You think that you can yield with your mouth the perfect will of God and you can just pray whatever he wants you to pray. That's what the Bible says. And in the process, you're edifying yourself and building yourself up on your most holy faith. That's why I'm just like, I'll just pray in tongues. <laughs> but you have to, it's a, my buddy said that. He's like, I was praying in tongues for a long time. And the Lord says, he goes, hey, I need you to, he's like, you can't just pray in the spirit. You actually have to put the scriptures in because I don't have anything to work with. That's really good. Because you're actually putting the scriptures in and then you're praying the perfect will out. It's not one or the other, right? It's not the spirit or the word. It's the spirit and the word. It's the bread and the wine. You need both. Does that make sense? Is there any questions? So it's like, likewise, he says, when we don't know what we should pray as we ought, the Holy Spirit actually makes intercession for us and steps in. That's why when there's stuff like, if I have just like, if I'm feeling like I get, or go to Galatians chapter 6. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 6. Okay, so let me slow down for a second, and we'll get to Ephesians chapter 6. When you pray in tongues, you speak the mysteries of God. You praying in the Spirit is actually you understanding and comprehending the mysteries of the kingdom of God. So, multiple, I'll tell people this all the time, that it's like, if I'm reading something, and I'm just like, either I don't understand it, or I feel like I need clarity on it, or I feel like um, I want to, maybe I understand it, but I really just want to understand it more, I'll give myself to that scripture, and I'll just take it and be like, okay, Lord, like, you know, perfect love casts out all fear. I'll just sit and I'll just pray in the spirit and pray in tongues and I'll just walk and I'll give myself to that one scripture so that I, so that I extract all the, you know, the nectar, whatever, the juices of that, that scripture and that, that one truth because I want to understand the mysteries that are hidden in there, right? Because God takes it and he hides a mystery in it that he wants me to pursue, so if I believe that when I pray, I speak the mysteries of God, plain and simple, then I'm just going to pray in the spirit over that one scripture. Like there's been times where I'm like, Lord, this one time I had this, this question on this one scripture and I'm like, Lord, I don't understand it. And I just got up and I said, I'm not going to stop until I get it. And I just walked my floor and I prayed in tongues over that one scripture until I had an answer. And I just walked. It didn't take very long, but I was just like, I was just walking and then I'm like, it was like, boom. I'm like, oh my gosh, it makes perfect sense. A, a, a question that I had for a long time and I was just like man that makes so much sense because I heard people teach it a million different ways and it was just like I tapped into the mysteries of God because the Holy Spirit wants to be my teacher I just need to yield myself to him right um building yourself up in your most holy faith and keeping yourself in the love of God has anybody ever prayed in the spirit or prayed in tongues for an extended period of time and felt like you had it's hard to explain this but it's like there's no other way to, but you feel like you're more loved and you feel like you're more filled with faith, right? And I'm not saying feelings, but it's like in your spirit, you're just like, yeah, we can do it. 
Like, whatever we're praying for, like, we can, it, it can happen. That's because the Lord, ge- like, think about the Lord giving you a tool, and he's saying, hey, here's the tool of praying in tongues, and this is what you can do with it. Like, you need to be built up in faith, just pray in tongues. You need to be built up in love, pray in tongues. You need to understand mysteries, pray in tongues. You need to be edified, pray in tongues. You don't know what you're going to pray for, but you want to pray the perfect will of God, pray in tongues. Like, that's incredible to me, that the Lord's like, hey, just do this, and if you do that, you're going to give yourself, and you're going to experience the fruit of doing this. It's the same way of like, if you abide in my word, you'll be my disciples indeed. Like, if you put the word in, if you sow, you're going to reap, right? If you sow financially, you're going to reap financially. If you sow abundantly, you're going to reap abundantly. Like, it's a law of the kingdom of God. So it's like you give yourself, like, when I was in Karis, when I, probably my third year, yeah, it was probably my third year. Like, we had just probably, me and Tay had just heard that we were supposed to come back here and start the, start Jesus Church. I can't remember the timing, but the Lord says, like, Dylan, um, like, what you're going to do will actually run on the tracks of you praying in the Spirit. And what I felt like the Lord was saying is, like, me praying in the Spirit over what, like, I would just spend time praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. I, would actually, I was actually laying, like, the tracks for the train to run on when the time came. And I, so I was just putting time in. I'm like, I had a bunch of words about praying in the Spirit, and I'm, I'm a dude that I tremble because I love it. But it's like, you give yourself to it, you're actually laying a foundation for what, what is to come. Um, is there any questions? Go ahead. Are you about to take me way off topic? Just ask it and I'll say yes or no. Okay. Yeah, I'll answer it really quick. Um, what's the difference between words of knowledge and prophecy? We said it. I think Words of knowledge, a gift of the words of knowledge is actually understanding something um, about a situation that's probably already happened. Or like, for example, if I know that if the Lord tells me Nathaniel has a hurt back, that's a word of knowledge. Like if I say, hey, the Lord is saying this over you, that's a prophecy. I just, I always don't get super technical. That's why I just say, hey, share a word with somebody. Because people try to get all weird about all that stuff. And I'm just like, they're like, was that a word of wisdom? Like, you know. They, they were, people were doing it long before Paul wrote it down in Corinthians. Like, it's just the spirit. It's like, I feel like I should share this. Like, so we kind of get technical about it, but words of knowledge usually are about past or things that are happening right now. Words of prophecy or wisdom usually are about, hey, this is how you can shape your future because of what I'm saying. Does that make sense? Um, I'm sorry, go back to 1 Corinthians 14. I'll, I'll, I'll get to Ephesians 6 if I can. Because I looked at the time and I don't feel I don't feel super confident in it, but Paul says in verse four, "He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church." I wish you all spoke with tongues. Think about this, okay? Paul's not saying I wish Paul's not saying I wish you all had the gift of tongues so that you could all pray in tongues. I do, but I'm, I wish you guys had it too because it would be really beneficial for you. That's not what he's saying. Has got it. That just sounds stupid when I say it like that. But 
he's saying, but even more that you prophesy, for he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he interprets that the church may receive edification. There's a difference between your personal prayer language of tongues and the gift of tongues, okay? So what Amy just did on stage is a gift of tongues. So she's praying tongues, she's singing tongues, but it has to be interpreted because it doesn't help you guys at all. It doesn't help us at all because no one understands what she's saying, right? That's why she started to sing spontaneously what the Lord was saying in tongues. Does that make sense? That's why you don't just hear people just going off on, in tongues in the church unless there's an interpretation. Because the interpretation, like, Brian doesn't know what that tongue was in house church, but he, he knows what the interpretation was because he understands English. He doesn't understand tongues. Because when he prays in tongues, he's not praying to men, he's praying to God. Does that make sense? But Paul, the apostle Paul, we would say that this dude probably has some revelation in his life, um, right? We would probably say that he understands some things. And Paul, the apostle Paul is saying, I wish that you would all pray in tongues, right? He's saying, I wish that you would pray in tongues. And he goes on to say later on, he's like, I pray, I, I pray in tongues more than you all, confidently saying like, I know that I pray in tongues more than everybody. And he doesn't even have to know who's in the room. He's like, I know that I'm doing it more. And the apostle Paul is actually living a life of praying in the spirit all the time. Because it's communion and it's intimacy with the Lord. Because when you're praying in the Spirit, when you're praying in the Spirit, you're not praying to men, but you're praying to God. That's what we have to understand is like praying in tongues, like is intimacy with Jesus. It's intimacy with the Father. Like, mm, I am a thief. I am a thief. Into me you see. Right? It's intimacy with God. Praying in tongues isn't just something that charismatic Pentecostal do or some people have. It's an open gift to actually commune and, and fellowship with the Spirit of God and the Father and the Holy, you know, and, the, and Jesus all together. It's, it's, a, it's intimacy with the Father. So Paul's saying, I wish that you would all pray in tongues. Now jump down to um, he talks about what we just talked about, how it has to be interpreted in verse 12, it says, Even so you, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Therefore, let him who speaks in a tongue pray that he may interpret. Right? So when you're praying in tongues, you should expect that you're going to get re receive understanding and interpretations of what you're praying. You should expect that. Because the Lord wants to, he, he wants to just build us up, but you should expect that you're going to receive mysteries and you're going to be built up and you're going to understand knowledge right okay keep reading for if i pray in a tongue my spirit prays verse 14 but my understanding is unfruitful okay what does that mean That's a big one right there. When you pray in tongues, you actually bypass your mind and your understanding, which is one of the biggest gifts of, the, of praying in tongues. If you don't understand this one right here, like hear everything I say, just hear this one. It's like, that's why I was going to read Ephesians chapter 6. It talks about the armor of God, and he's saying praying with all supplications and prayer in the spirit. It's because when you pray in the spirit, it actually keeps you like... It keeps you in wartime, and it keeps you in opposition, and it keeps you when you're feeling emotions and all this stuff. That's why I believe personally 
praying in the tongues can actually keep us from like anxiousness and fear and depression and all that stuff that tries to come against our minds. Because the enemy is trying, the enemy, like we always talk about, he can only work in your mind and your emotions. He can't touch your spirit. That's why when you actually feel like, oh, I feel like I'm just, my head is spinning, what you need to do is just pray in tongues. Like plain and simple, there's no other way that I can say it any clearer. It's like, if you're just like, man, I feel like this is all crazy and I don't know what to do, you just need to stop and just pray in tongues out loud. Because your spirit is actually bypassing your understanding and you're praying the perfect will of God over the situation. Right? Like, if you're in a room full of a bunch of smoke, what you need to do is just blow it all out. Like, you don't need to try to, like, walk through and have a flashlight and try to figure stuff out. You just need to pray in tongues and let clarity come. There's been, I can't even tell you the amount of times, like, Taya knows. I'm a, I'm a tongue, I'm a tongue talking son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Because I don't even care, dude. Because I'll just be like, if I don't, like, if I feel like there's, if I feel like opposition in my emotions, in my soul, like, in my mind, I'll just, right away, just, Praying in, the, praying in tongues, walking, walking my floor. I don't even care. Because I'm not, I'm not going to give myself to trying to fight battles in the flesh. Right? Like, that's what, we, that's what the enemy wants you to do. Is he wants you to get in your head and start trying to figure all this stuff out. When you, if you prayed in tongues, like, you pray in tongues, you'll just be like, what the heck is going on? Like, because your spirit's bypassing your understanding. And that's what people get so hung up on. Is like, you're praying something that is not making sense to your mind but you're doing it in faith, right? Your praying in tongues does not make sense to your mind. Like I love, it's a, it's a, it's a language that you don't know, right? If I, like I always say, if, if Angel's speaking Spanish, I know it's Spanish, can't understand it, right? My mind doesn't understand it, but it is a language. That's what tongues is, is it's a language you don't know. That's why when you pray in tongues, it might sound like some random language you've never heard of. And you'd be like, well, that's super weird. Yeah, but your, your mind is very small. So let's just agree with that. Like, if we're, if, we're, if we're captive to just our understanding, man, we're lost big time. Like, I've heard so many times of people praying in the spirit and somebody coming in and be like, dude, what you just said in Spanish was incredible. And I'm just like, that's awesome. That's what we should do, just pray in tongues with people. I, heard, I told you this story. There was a guy in Germany that was doing outreach, and a guy came up to him, and he was speaking Farsi or whatever. Um, I think it was Farsi. Uh, and Arabic, or Middle East, it's a Middle Eastern language. Um, so he comes up, and they didn't have an interpreter, and the guy's like, you know, he sees he's super sincere, and he's just like, he just starts talking in tongues to him. He's <laughs> just like, I'll just, and the guy looks right at him, responds in his language, stops, and then he goes, just said it again in tongues, and then the guy's just like, again, he had a whole conversation. The guy would stop, he would say in tongues, you gave him a big hug, tears in his eyes, walked away. Had no idea what he said. Doesn't understand anything. He's just like, praise God. Like, praise God, dude. I'm, I, I don't know. Like, people can say that that's whatever. I don't really care. I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, you don't, you don't have an interpreter, and you don't know anything. And the dude's super, like, because they just did a skit that was portraying the gospel. Dude comes right up there. He's just like, this is all I got, Lord. And I'm like, so he, he gave it to him, and it was awesome, you know. But it's like, if you need to understand everything, like, you're not going to make it very far in Christianity. Because you're not going to. That's the truth, though, because, like, you, like, God will take you places that your head just does not make, just not going to fit, right? And it's like, we, like, we always want to just understand everything, and it's like, Peter walked on water. Like, you're not going to understand anything, you know what I mean? You're not going to, like, people want to just, like, dilate and cut everything up. It's just like, no, like, bro, it's not what, that's not what you're called to. 
So this is what I want us to see is like, and then practically, or let's say, hold on really quick. He says, what is the conclusion, verse 15, that I'm going to finish? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with my understanding. I will sing in the spirit and I will sing with my understanding. Right? So what Amy did, she sang in the spirit, but then she also sang in her understanding because she had an interpretation of it. Right? So it's not, Paul's not saying, hey, just pray in tongues. He's like, no, I'm going to pray in tongues and I'm going to pray in English. I'm going to sing in tongues and I'm going to also sing in English or whatever he spoke. Arabic or Greek. I don't know what he spoke. But it's not, you're not just going to sing or pray in, in tongues. You actually want to pray in English and actually let the Lord lead you in English also. Right? It's not, we don't just always just come together and pray in tongues. But when the Lord has a direction, he wants you to pray in English. That's fine. But he says, otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of the uninformed say amen at your giving of thanks? Since he does not understand what you say. Plain and simple. If I grab Jared and I say, hey, I'm going to pray over you. I just pray in tongues the whole time. He can be like, appreciate it, bro. But he can't say amen. He can't say, yeah, what you said, let it be done in my life is what amen means. So be it in my life. He can't say amen to what I'm saying because he doesn't understand. So if I pray in the spirit, I better pray some things in English so it makes sense, right? So we can't just be weird Pentecostal people that grab everybody and pray in tongues and don't have any answers for them. You know what I'm saying? Like plain and simple. We can't be those guys. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I have some stories, bro. Um, and then Paul says, for indeed you give thanks well, but the other is not edified. I thank my God that I speak in tongues more than you all. Yet in the church, I would rather speak five words with my understanding than I, that I may teach others also than 10,000 words in a tongue. So Paul says, I give thanks well. I'm not going to put all the references down. That's all 1 Corinthians chapter 14 um, and Romans 8. I think the rest is all 1 Corinthians chapter 14. <clears throat> so this is what I want us to see. Paul says that when you pray in tongues, you give thanks well. There's been multiple times in my life where I'm just overwhelmed with the gratitude of the Lord and I'm overwhelmed with what he's done. I'll just pray and I'll just pray in the spirit and just begin to just thank him well. Right. Now, it's, that doesn't negate the fact that the Lord loves to hear me say what I say in English. But I just want to say that that's another that's another thing that you can do in praying in, the, in tongues. But look. If we believe that tongues passed away with the apostles or tongues isn't for every believer, then every believer is going to miss out on a lot of that stuff. Would you agree? Like we just read it in scripture. So if we say that this isn't for, this isn't for me, maybe this is a gift for somebody else. Everybody doesn't have that. I wish I had that gift. You understand what you're saying? I've heard people literally say that, oh, you have the gift of tongues. I wish I had that gift. Or you have the gift of words of knowledge, all this stuff. But like, I've heard people say like, oh, you have a, that certain gift. Some denominations believe that there is a certain gift that people have and tongues is one of them. So what you're saying is, hey, Jared, I really wish that I could speak my mysteries, have intimacy, build myself up in love, edify myself, pray the perfect will of God, bypass my mind and give thanks well. Right? I'm glad that God gave that to you, but I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't have that ability. When, when Mark chapter 16 says that in my name, these believers, believers in my name will cast out demons, speak in new tongues. Because he's saying that Paul, Paul or Jesus is saying, I'm going to give you something that actually is a tool and an, 
It's available for you so that you can walk in everything that I've called you to walk in. Plain and simple. So please, 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 do not be people that talk ourselves out of receiving and talk ourselves out of receiving and talk ourselves out of what God has, has given us. One of the biggest hindrances, and we're just going to, this is what I'll finish with, is like, and we've talked about how like you can receive the Holy Spirit when you ask. Anybody that wants the Holy Spirit, anybody that wants to pray in tongues, anybody that, ha- all your requirement is you have to be born again. So if you're not born again, you can get born again. But you can pray in tongues and you can have all, you can have all of this stuff. You can pray in tongues and let the Holy Spirit teach you all this stuff. But we have to be open that the Holy Spirit, or we have to be open to it, and the Holy Spirit is not going to make your vocal cords and your tongue and your mouth move. That's the biggest hindrance is, is in all of praying in tongues is people think that, like, the Holy Spirit comes upon Jared and he just can't control it and he just blah, 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 blah. right? I asked Valor to pray in tongues. Hey, pray in tongues. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. <laughs> so funny but we just think that like we think that the Lord's just going to overtake us like this whole 45 minutes that I've been teaching did has anybody heard me pray in tongues that's because I can control it because it's my will to pray his will it's my will to give myself to it it's my will to actually use it says the Holy Spirit came upon them in Acts chapter 2 and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance so you're the one that speaks in tongues and the Spirit is the one that's giving you the utterance So the way that we pray in tongues is you feel it in your heart and you're like, oh, I want to pray in tongues. And you actually use your mouth and your vocal cords begin to speak and the Lord actually gives you the utterance and gives you the language, right? Like I heard somebody say it in a really good way. It's like you think of it as a ball of yarn in your heart that you just have the end. And when you start to actually speak, the Lord actually starts to unravel what he's saying, right? It might just sound like one or two, like what Amy was singing. It might just sound like a simple sentence. It's a language you don't know. But it's as you begin to pray, it'll actually start to come more and more and more. Like the longer I pray in tongues, if I pray in tongues for 15, 20 minutes, I'll just begin to pray just random stuff that's coming out of me like I've never even heard myself pray before. But it's just like I begin to give myself to it and I actually start to pull out the string that's actually all balled up on the inside of me. Does that make sense? Another big answer, or another big problem is people think you can't pray and you can't speak Spanish and English at the same time, right, Angel? So we come up and we're just like, Father, I just thank you that I'm going to pray in tongues and I just thank you that I'm just going to, and like, you can't pray in English and tongues at the same time. You can't. Like, I've heard people say like, hey, just, like, my buddy Paul is like, hey, just copy my tongue. Just pray exactly what I'm praying. And they're like, and I'm like, that's kind of weird because I don't like how, you know, it seems like it's just like not real. And he's just like, you can't. You can't copy my tongues because it's a, it's a spiritual language. And as when somebody gets their mind off of it and actually just tries to pray in tongues, they'll actually start to pray what the Lord has. He's like, you're not saying anything that I'm saying. And I'm like, oh, that's crazy. He's like, because you're like, you have it. You're just so wrapped up in your mind that, like, you don't want to look foolish or you don't want to look prideful. Or you don't want to look foolish, and it is prideful. And it's like you don't want to, like I always said, for, the, for five years of my life, every time I prayed in tongues, I heard myself say, this is stupid. Like, you're, you're being ridiculous. Because I believe personally that the enemy knows this right here. So he attacks tongues in the church relentlessly. Right? Relentlessly. Because if he can keep you from this right here, if he can keep you from building yourself up on your most holy faith, 
why would he not do that? And the best way to do it is just say, oh, tongues isn't for today, or tongues is, that doesn't, you shouldn't do that, that's super weird, that doesn't make sense, that's of the devil, you know what I mean? When Jesus says, in my name they will cast out demons and speak in new tongues, and we're just like, well, maybe tongues is of the devil. You know what I mean? Anybody that lays hands on the sick, they're of the devil. I'm like, what are we talking about, guys? It is a, I'm trying to think if I forgot any scriptures. I'm going to panic for a second. It is a gift. It is a gift for the body of Christ. And it is a gift for personal edification and building up. And I believe that, I believe that as at large, I believe in this church that Jesus wanted me to talk on it because he wants us to be built up and established. Like what I saw was there's foundations with like cracks in them that when we pray in the spirit, we actually don't realize, but the Lord is actually doing repairs on foundations in our heart. And I think that there is a, an open opening and openness, like a willingness yeah, an open door for us to step into praying in the spirit more and giving ourselves to praying in the spirit more that there's actually going to be greater fruitfulness in our lives because of it. Like we're experiencing, we're experiencing like opposition and we're experiencing questions and we're experiencing things that aren't clicking. I believe that a lot of those things are going to fall into place when we start to give ourselves to, to praying in the spirit and praying in tongues more. Is that cool? I believe it's for I believe it's for us and I believe it's for today, um, and I think that I think that there's a lot of people. Will you take this year? We're gonna pray for people. I think that there's a lot of people that have either never been baptized in the Holy Spirit or you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit but you haven't prayed in tongues for whatever reason and you feel like you've been struggling to pray in tongues. We're gonna pray for you and I believe that God is gonna really open your heart and you're gonna receive your prayer language. You're gonna pray well. And it's going to be something that we all jonesed for, which is what I love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about that? <laughs> all the sound people. It's, oh, yeah. It's kind of like the lies in the question, but can you speak into it? Mm -hmm. Can you pray in tongues apart from faith or do it religiously? Um, like, can it become a religious work apart from faith? Because, like, that's a lie I hear a lot. Like, oh, you're just doing it because then mm -hmm. there's no faith involved. Mm -hmm. And I know you can't pray without faith, but can you speak into mm -hmm. that? Yeah, I think, I think that I think one of the best ways to answer that is, like, Jude chapter 20 or verse 20. Because if you're doing something to build yourself up on your most holy faith, even if you even if you think that your heart's wrong, it's gonna build you up in the long run on your most holy, like you will step into faith, right? Like there's been times that, so like plain and simple, if you're going through something in your mind, let's say that you just feel like super overwhelmed, you might be praying and you might feel like you're just doing it because you're just freaking out, you know what I mean? Like when, so here's a good example, when Valor, uh, went to the hospital, like he fell and hit his head and went to the hospital. Bro, I'm in the ER just holding that kid, just praying in tongues, and I don't know what else to do. Like, and I feel like there's zero faith in the room, <laughs> you know what I mean? But Jesus was just super faithful. Like, and when, like, when, like Andrea said a couple weeks ago, like, when I'm faithless, like, he's faithful. 
And I just prayed, like, I was just like, Lord, all I did was just pray in tongues because I don't know what else to do. Like, and I, like, I wish it didn't shake me as much as it did, but it did. Like, and I, it might have been a religious act because I was scrambling, but the Lord, because I did it, and, like, I'm doing it regardless of how I'm doing it. Like, you can't pray in tongues. You can't pray in tongues and it not be beneficial. You know what I mean? So I just began to pray in the spirit and just like watch the Lord unravel like every test. Boom, 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 boom. Perfect. Like best case scenario. And it's just like maybe nothing's wrong with Valerie. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's just like holding it. Like I'm holding him. I'm just praying in tongues. And I'm just like I don't know like what else to do. And I think that that's where like a lot of people get like hung up. They think that. At large, I think that that's one of the, that's not even just tongues, but just a lie in the body of Christ. Like, we don't want to take communion too much because we think it'll become religious. Like, we don't want to, like, read our Bible too much because we don't want it to become religious. Like, what if just, like, every time that you felt like you were being religious or you felt like you were doing it outside of faith, just go, Father, I'm just doing my best to try to do this in faith. Like, I'm sure that that would be super fruitful, you know? Like, I feel like what if, like, every time you took communion and, like, you're like, oh, you're just doing this and there's no power, you're just like, Father, like, I just want to do it in faith, and I believe that there's power. Like, what if we were just super humble before the Lord? And that's why, like, I think that you can, like, if we keep our hearts tender before the Lord, that'll never, that'll, you'll never get into that place because you're not going to, you know, like, I'll pray in tongues under my breath and just all the time, you know. And it's like, I'm not, I don't even think about whether or not it's in faith or not because I'm just, I, like, I, in my deepest heart, I want it, you know. And somebody that's asking that question wants it. You know, so. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's why, like, yeah, like. And that's why, like, if you push past that, like Brandon said, like, the fact that you're experiencing all that opposition proves that you're doing something in faith, right? Because you're, you're being attacked in what you're believing. So, like, you didn't, I always say, like, you didn't have doubts that you were saved until you were saved, right? Like, you didn't have doubts that you were born again until you were born again. Because the enemy comes for what's true and comes for what's, what you're believing. He's attacking what you're believing. So that's why when you start to pray in tongues, you'll hear, like I said, for, I heard for six years and I just, be like, man, you're just making this up. This isn't even real. I'm just like, bro, you, you're not shit saying. Like, <laughs> I'm just praying. I'll just pray even louder, you know? But it's like, you'll go through like, oh, you're just being religious. Oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. Because he's trying to get you to stop. Like, that's his main goal is just to get you to stop, to shut your mouth. And that's because he knows that he's like, if they keep going in this direction, I saw Paul. He prayed all the time, and it, it didn't look good for me. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's what we're looking for, you know? Did, that, did I answer it or no? Yeah, if there's ever an accusation, it's never Jesus. It's never the Lord. Never the Lord. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Go ahead. You can read it. 
Um, Isaiah 28, uh, verse 11 says, With stammering lips and another tongue, God will speak to this people to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. So both speaking in tongues also gives you rest and refreshing in the presence of the Lord. Is it 28, 11? And 12. 11 and 12 it's rest that is a big yeah and I'll just finish that's a really big one like I am gonna finish I promise but like if you feel like super tired if you prayed in tongues for like 30 minutes you'd feel refreshed like you'd feel like energized it's like a lot of times we're like oh we need a nap it's like no you need to you need to like shabba and if you shabbaed for like 30 minutes you'd be you would feel (laughs) you'd feel super encouraged you know And it's like you just feel like the Lord has actually given you something to actually give you rest and to quiet your heart and to quiet your soul and to settle you down. Does that make sense? All right, so we're going to pray for people. You guys want to stand with me? Um, I have our guys come up. So like I said, there's two people. If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit and you want to, I guess if you've never been saved, you can also come be saved. Um, But if you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit or you've been filled with the Holy Spirit and you've been struggling to receive your prayer language, I believe that today you can receive it. Um, It's going to be good. Let me see that. Andrew, you want to come play? Um, Just so that people have privacy and they're talking. Um, Not that we need to set the room because I'm not about that. Um, So... If you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, you've asked for the Holy Spirit, and you've never prayed in tongues, it's available for you. Um, I always say the gift of the Holy Spirit coming in your life, the evidence is power, not tongues, but tongues is 100% available for every everybody. And uh, so I want you to come up, we'll pray for you, and I believe that it's going to be super fruitful for us. But let me pray for the rest of us, and then as we dismiss, people can come up. Father, we're just thankful for you. We're thankful for um, your gift. We're thankful for your your ability on our behalf, Father, and I'm thankful that we can give ourselves to we can give ourselves to your spirit, Father, and we can reap the benefits of what you've given us. Father, we're thankful that you can give us something and we can use that thing to actually bring about fruit and benefit in our lives, Father, because of what you've already given us. Thank you, Jesus, that it's not about our striving. It's not about our effort. Father, we thank you that there's no pressure. But, Jesus, we're thankful that you have, that you are opening the door and inviting us in to experience you. Lord, we love you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. Like I said, we're going to have people playing again so that we can have privacy. But come up if you need.